What up, doe? Welcome back. This is another episode of the Gangster Rap Odyssey. And today we're going to be checking out Easy E. It's Andre187M Killa. Um, if you're checking out the YouTube video right now, I'm holding up the CD. It's just a classic, of course. If you had it back in the day, you know. Some of you guys even had the cassette. Um, that's how I found it. I had the cassette first. Now, uh, when I first heard the album, the, the tape, I had the, the tape. My cousin actually bought the tape. And in that time, I was bumping a lot of Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, um, maybe some Two Life Crew, and uh, NWA, of course. Uh, wasn't really into the chronic too much. I'm not sure if I just picked a side early, you know, like I'm ruthless. I ain't listening to that death row shit. But Snoop Dogg is really what got me way back into hip hop and gangster rap back in the day, pulled me back in. Um, and I was what, like maybe 11 or 12, who knows? I was a kid, man. But when this came out, this changed everything. This was like the new standard of gangster rap of the West Coast. Uh, this was a much needed record, the resurgence of Ruthless Records, and I had no idea of everything that was going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, we didn't have the internet back then or anything like that, so what we knew we heard on Wax. And uh, this was like uh, the next episode, man. Um, there's no Dr. Dre on here. You know, Dr. Dre had long left Ruthless Records at this point, uh, maybe a year or two before, to work on Death Row. Um, but we did have some new producers, um, specifically Rhythm D, who helped carry the new Ruthless Records to the promised land. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll just open it up real quick. Um, and if you're not, just bear with me. But we all know what the inside looks like, right? We got that the most infamous CD sleeve ever with the the expose of Dr. Dre and his obituary from the easy times. And then some pretty harsh words for, uh, for our favorite producer, Dr. Dre. Am I right? So, you know, it was hilarious. When I first opened up the cassette, my mind was just blown. Like, wow, someone's about to get bitch slapped and uh what did i expect i had no idea man all i knew is that easy e was like my favorite rapper back then easy does it i love that record so much man it just it's nostalgia but back in the day it was like the hardest hitting album i ever had and i loved it uh you know the back of the cd's got some easy on or easy e on there of course next to a wall a brick wall you know, the cover art is just one of my favorite covers ever done. It's got Easy here on a wall. Uh, he's pouring out a 40. He's got a shotgun in the back. And he's got another 22 ounce of uh, Old English. Puffing a blunt. Just wearing the most gangsta attire ever. And I loved it, man. All this red, menacing red color. It was so dope. Just so dope. So... Now that we got the graphics out of the way, what was it like when this came out, man? Let's talk about the music. So, in 1993, Death Row was pretty much in control, man. They were the boss. Um, they had hit after hit, man. Dr. Dre, The Chronic, Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. Nobody was fucking with them. 
Um, Ruthless Records, I don't know if they were on the ropes, but they were looked at like Luke and Tim Dog almost. Um, I mean, they, they just took a big diss and they had not responded. Not really. This was the response, though. This was the response. And, you know, we find out, of course, that indeed this lived up to the hype. It uh, was a real dope response. And it was the new era for Ruthless. So let's let's go ahead and dive in here, man. Let's We're going to go ahead and go through every track, analyze it, you know, the producers. Um, you know, we got the producers actually listed in the credits. It's awesome because we don't get that hardly these days. But uh, let's run through it, man. We'll give our thoughts. Let's pull up good old Easy e on Spotify here. And look at these plays, man. I love looking at the play count. Obviously, real motherfucking G's with over 200 million plays is still not enough. <laughs> um, you could see which songs are the most popular. Um, it really doesn't do it justice on how many times the this album has been played around the world, though, of course. But it gives you a good idea what the people like. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started here, man. Extra special thanks. You know, this intro was pretty dope. Um, who's the producer? Oh, Rhythm D just happens to be the producer and Rhythm D, you gotta love him, man. He was like the new producer that was set to, uh, I would say he was set to replace Dr. Dre. I mean, the guy was given a biggest assignment, you know, big assignments on the label, um, and he was new to us, you know. Uh, I love the extra special thanks, the dissing on there. When you first heard it, you were just like mind blown. Um, Easy E's voice is just mind blowing, man. When you hear a new lyric or a new song by Easy E, it's just like, damn, that is, uh, that is just, that's that shit, man, right there. I love it. You gotta love it. Um, great intro. Extra special thanks. Then we get to real motherfucking G's. Everybody loves this song, man. Kids these days on YouTube are still studying it. You know, they're having their first reactions to it like they never heard it. <laughs> you know, it's just a timeless record. It's just a timeless track. The beat hits so hard. The lyrics hit hard. We got what were new hitters on Ruthless Record, uh, BG Knockout and Gangsta Dresta. And they sound like pros, man. Like they've been doing this. So Easy E always had that eye or that ear for talent. Um, you know, obviously by look at the roster that he built on his label with Above the Law, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Cocaine, um, NWA, of course. Easy E knew talent when he heard it. So he got BG Knockout and Dresta. I'm not really sure how they exactly met, but. Um, they have the video on here, or they have the video up for this on YouTube, and you know, uh, the video was probably played on TV many times. Um, you know, it's real motherfucking G's, man. It is literally what people may think is the best diss track ever. And they might be right. Is it? You can put it up there with Ether and No Vaseline for sure. But, or even hit them up, you know. It's definitely 
like the template, the clinic for a diss track. Um, and, you know, Death Row, Dr. Dre gave him easy material, I'd have to say. You got to love it, though, man. He, he just came out swinging. Uh, BG Knockout comes in. Uh, just a young guy, man, and just vicious, you know. And you, and these guys are just so believable that they're gangsters. You know, gangsters first, rapper second. That's what all three of these guys were. And Gangsta Dresta, big guy, walks with a limp, whatever. Just an OG, man. Just an OG. Real motherfucking G's. Great track. One of the best ever made. Best diss tracks ever made. And it's a badass track, too. So, we got any last words here? Uh, that's track number three. Produced by our homie Big Hutch, Cold187. Um, he's mostly on the hook with cocaine. And the beat, of course, is some classic G-Funk. That real G-Funk shit that Hutch made. This is very underrated track, man. It's underrated. Easy e really gets to flow in here. Um, I'm pretty sure Hutch wrote this, wrote the lyrics for this. Uh, I don't know who wrote the lyrics for everything, but I'm looking at the credits here. It doesn't really say who wrote the songs. I'm willing to bet that Shaky, Dirty Red, or maybe Gangsta Dresta wrote most of these songs. I might have to do some research with that. We'll see, though. Any last words, though? This is uh, one of the longest tracks on here, and it's just a, a classic track. Um, I love when they you can just get Easy e in his element, you know, just being able to be a, a gangster, killing 100 people like nothing. That's the Easy e we want, man. And the same goes on with Still in I love that record. It's the same thing like uh, Any Last Words almost. Less, it's it's more, it's slow though. It's like more slow. Um, but it's just what the album needed. You know, it's, it's the bridge. But at the same time, it's so gangsta. It's just so gangsta. Another underrated track. It's really pretty underrated. Um, when people say or talk about their favorite Easy E songs, this one rarely hits that uh, list. But I love the track. This is just produced by DJ Yella. And Yella and Easy, what a combination, man. I don't think I'm all this or that, but I'm all, you know, E A Z Y E. You gotta love it, man. Easy E picked up rapping like a, like a natural. And then we got Give Me That Nut, another track by Yella. You know, Yella, underrated as a producer. Back when, when he was producing and really trying to make music, he made some classics. All on Ruthless, of course. Um, but Give Me That Nut is just one of them, man. It's one of the more popular songs that I can see. I mean, never mind Spotify, um, the Spotify numbers, but... As a kid, you know, not just, it wasn't just my inner circle that bumped this <laughs> song, but you could hear, uh, like, like, girls love this song for some reason. You know, girls just love this song. 
It was just a fun song, a party song, whatever. Uh, it was just Easy E, you know, doing what he does, man. Easy always loved making songs about fucking bitches, and this is no different. Give me that nut. It's a classic, just a classic fucking song. I mean, you could summarize this whole revisit by calling it everything classic, really. And then uh, we got the second diss here, It's On. You know, bow, wow, wow. Yippee, yo, yippee, suck on these nuts. You got to love it, man. Rhythm D on uh, the production. The dog catcher and Rhythm D. Who's the dog catcher? I don't even know. Is that just Easy e calling himself the dog catcher? It must be. It's pretty hilarious, though. Went to the cover to give Snoop Doggy Dog a bone, motherfucker. Uh, some people like this diss track better than real motherfucking G's. You know? It's that good. It's that good. Perfect for the EP. This is the easy EP, as he calls it. And uh, it's just badass. If we get to the end here, we got Boys in the Hood, the G-Mix. Again, man. Again. This track, some people like it even better than the OG Boys in the Hood. This is Dr. Jam on the on the beat, and he just kills it on here. Uh, Dr. Jam is a has been a he was just a great producer back in the day. Let's pull out the wiki here and look up Dr. Jam, huh? Let's see if we can find what he's been working on. So, Shock of the Hour, of course. Villain in Black, of course. Oh, man. I swear there was something that I just heard that I just loved that Dr. Jam produced, and I can't even remember it, man. It's going to haunt me, man, until I figure it out. Either way, Dr. Jam, countless songs. He's a badass. He had the homework assignment of making the remix of this track and legitimately made it arguably better. Legitimately, arguably. How do you like that? Better. But uh, I love the song. It's nice and long, you know, because it just doesn't get old, you know. And then for the finale, the longest song of them all, Down to the Last Roach. And this is a fun song, you know. This is Easy and Dirty Red here. Uh, they go, and, or, and BG Knockout, actually. Here's the featuring. It says, Mr. Roach Clip, BG Ashtray, Shaky. So, Easy E, Shaky, BG Knockout, and Madness for Real on the beat here. Madness for Real did some dope-ass shit on uh, Villain in Black. Um, how about that roster that Ruthless Records had of producers? You know, you thought that they'd be starving after Dre left. But on this record alone, we got Rhythm D, we got Madness for Real, we got Dr. Jam, and oh yeah, DJ Yella. Oh, and oh yeah, Cold 187 them. Man, man, what a, what a trip, man. He's got like a dream team of producers. No complaints, man, no complaints. No one's starving. It's just a dream team of producers. And that's one thing that really gets overlooked about this EP, I think, is the dream team of ruthless producers that we had. And, man, if things would have just kept going, I can't even imagine how dope the music would have been. Gotta love it, man. Gotta love it. It's a classic CD. Um, 
the last song is funny though. Their voices are all switched up, of course, as you know, and it's just a lot of fun. You know, they're just talking about smoking weed. One of the uh, first weed songs that I heard Easy E do really, like all entirely dedicated to weed. Um, and there you have it, you know. So as a what twelve year old or whatever I was, like, like wow, learning about weed learning about drinking 40s, all this good shit, you know. I was probably like 14, 14, 15 maybe, I bet. Yeah, I'd have to do the math. I think 15. Either way, much too young to be smoking weed, but there I was, you know, imagining it and thinking about uh, what, learning about it, you know, just learning about all this street shit. And me, I'm just this little uh, Latino in a in a small town. You know, I don't know shit, but I'm learning it from uh, good old Easy E, Uncle Easy. So, all in all, you know, let's talk about a few points here. So, does the record swing back? Yes, it swings back at uh, Dr. Dre for sure and Death Row. Um, it's exactly what Ruthless Records needed at this point. I wouldn't say they were on the ropes, but they really needed a hit. Uh, 5150 was pretty dope, but it wasn't this. You know, it wasn't what we wanted from Easy E. And actually, Easy E <laughs> rarely ever gave us what we wanted. You know, even uh, straight off the streets of motherfucking Compton, he had already passed away. So we didn't. I mean, we got what we wanted, but it was the circumstances were just weird. But Easy does it. You know, his last or his first full-length album. Um, that's probably where we got all the easy we could have ever wanted. And uh, after that, he just left us wanting more. Um, but we loved everything we got, that's for sure. So God rest his soul, Easy e This album, completely dope. It's obviously easily a 10. Uh, maybe one of the greatest EPs. I was listening to The Huggish Ruggish Bone. That's a great EP as well, man. I don't know. If I had to put them together against each other, which one wins, huh? I think Eazy-E has the edge, honestly. Even though Eazy-E's on that Bone record. So whatever, you know. It's it's a win-win. What do you guys think about this record? Do you remember the first time that you heard this record? And where was it? Did you get the tape? Or did you have the CD? Or did you just hear it? online for the first time you guys let me know in the comments all right this is easily a 10 man i would give it i'm gonna not only am i gonna give it a 10 but i'm gonna give it 10 40s of old e that's uh that's a play on the cd cover for anyone who's slow now nah, i'm fucking with you guys but uh definitely 10 and uh get this album if you ain't got it you, you could find it on ebay even man I found it on eBay, and it wasn't expensive, really. So it's a classic to have, and you know it's all on Spotify and all that good shit. Um, I'm not sure there's anything else to say about this classic. Hey, check out the podcast on our YouTube channel or on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hit the subscribe uh, we're on a new app called uh, Swell, where I do the five-minute Gangsta Daily, and I just 
talk about a record for less than five minutes, man. Trying to do that every day. I doubt that'll happen, but so far, I've done about four. It's pretty dope. Y'all check that out. And then uh, Ruthless Radio coming at you. You can now check us out on Station Head. It's an app. You can get it on your iPhone or your Android. But Station Head, we got Ruthless Radio on there. Just playing the Ruthless Classics and the Hidden Gems from your boy here. Follow us on the app and uh, just check us out, man. All right, that's going to do it. Peace out.